Good morning, Mackinar, and welcome back to more of the League of Ultimate Questing, a magical all-you-can-eat buffet of heroics, carnage, and charisma. We're coming to you live from our newly renovated booth floating over the Godswall Mountains, bringing us up-to-date adventure coverage and projecting us to homes all over the Five Kingdoms. My name is Kip Killigan, voice of the LUQ and servant of the Nexus Enterprise. With me, as always, is the first of his name and the last of his greatness, the distinguished Stormclad Thundertongue. Kip, this new flying booth is just about the wildest damn thing I've ever seen, and I've ridden naked on the backs of manacores while fighting gargoyles with an alchemical slingshot. There's monitors everywhere I look, and we're up here kissing clouds like a pair of dang supervillains. It was cool when I could see my house from here. We're so far up now, I'm pretty sure I parked in a different kingdom. Well, Storm, Nexus knows how much we bring to the table for the LUQ and wanted to give us a little something special. We've got an all-hands-on-deck crew down below ready to fine-tune our signals, steer us towards the action, and bring us lunch whenever we want. <laughs> no kidding? We got a full kitchen in this thing, huh? Ready at a moment's notice, Storm, my friend. Hot damn, this flying snow globe might just win me over. Hey, Gary. Put in an order with the kitchen for me. Give me a rare 12-ounce burger with some pancetta, gorgonzola, and a fried no, two fried eggs. Full fixins, extra pickles. Better bring some extra napkins too, guys. Well, Storm, I'm glad you've got an appetite going because we've got some fresh new adventure coverage from the Mortal Dawn to sink your tusks into as the team makes their way through the mysterious mechanical city of Anmar and hunts down an elusive foe. Right on. I hope they prepped some blow my magic, because it sounds like they got some real professional ass kickers on their radar. They usually come packing, but it's the first time for everything. Hey, uh, Kip, you think this command room is airtight? We're up here in the stratosphere and all, and, uh, had some chilaquiles last night, and uh, I'm worried I'm gonna KO some PA techs if I start cutting beef. Well, I'm sure they plan for that storm, and an ominous wind indeed blows in the dark alleys of this Danmirian city, where our heroes press onward. Let's get a look at the field. The Mortal Dawn found themselves in the Danmirian metropolis of Anmar, the mechanical city, run by both dwarves and humans, brought here by the commissioner of the League of Ultimate Questing on a sort of secret quest. They're looking for missing machine parts that have been stolen from the city, some of which belong to the League proper, and this cannot be known. They followed some clues, met a strange old dwarf, and found out about some mysterious figures who have been escaping from the pipelines that run through the city and stealing constructs and mechanical parts which led their quest to the Northern Chambers, a residential district of the town, the very apex of the city. Huge apartment complexes stretch up towards the sky in all directions, all of them full, lights on in every window, the sound of people with their families as you mingle down in the street. But the night is quiet for the most part, ominously quiet. Did Gadmir come with us to here, or did he stay back where he was? He followed you long enough to go to a nearby tavern, where you purchased him a case of Surefine bourbon. Okay. And he went and put it in a very secret spot. Okay. Would he be willing to show us where this pipe he saw the attack was? He gives you a general description. Okay. As you arrive here, you realize there are pipes everywhere, especially with this being a residential region. They heat all of the buildings to make all of the apartments stay warm during the cold season. Okay, so now we can finally use my disguise abilities. And I can... No, no, don't don't look at me like that, guys. Um, <laughs> I can disguise myself as a monitor, a quadron or something. One that is six feet tall? Um, there are some big ones. Oh, it's pretty big. Um, I, I, it might just be any kind of construct. Oh, before I forget, Chris, 
Yeah, save that receipt so you can get a reimbursement from these uh, bourbon people. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry, what were you saying? Something about turning into something unnecessarily? No, no, because then... The, okay, then they'll, they'll take me, and then... And then... I'll use the swan to get back to you guys, and I'll know where they are and everything about them. I admire the idea. I don't want to shoot you down straight away. That's that's not a bad idea. <laughs> like, okay, maybe not Quadron, duh, because this is, this is stupid, because you cannot get that small. But there are other constructs. Gadmir said that the constructs that these assassins destroyed were eight feet tall. Hmm. Arvid's pretty big, not quite eight feet. But, but they also took monitors. I don't think they're being selective about what they take. I no. think they just want to get any construct. My concern was their attack seems to have um, destroyed the constructs and then harvested body parts and then disappeared. Not being a construct yourself, destroying you would be a rather bloody and fairly final affair. And your swan usage might suffer. But if we're all available and ready, if we're mm. all prepared for the attack, then you think we could easily get this taken care of without allowing Arvid to go to harm. Well, Arvid could make themselves look like a fairly large construct, but the limits of Alter Self are not indefinite. You can basically look like a somewhat mechanical version of Arvid. And I'm sure you have some kind of time limit on this? One hour. I don't know if there's going to be enough time for us to do a proper stakeout and bait. I don't either. Maybe we just have our tuber driver drive us around in circles until they attack it. I'm guessing that they probably do not attack things that are currently doing their job. Uh, then again, they did attack the caravan, so... Uh... And then I would like everyone to make me a perception check, please. It's a fresh six. <laughs> fresh six. Seven. 21. Ooh. Natural 20. And another six, so we're Natural all... Natural 20. <laughs> nice. So the... Uh... Three of you, Chris, Artyom, and Arvid, are kind of discussing the pros and cons of Arvid transforming himself into a robot and <laughs> trying to lure out the assassins. And Harothax kind of hears something in the distance and tilts their head. And you look and down around the corner of one of the alleys near you, uh, you just see some like sparks creating light just out of your line of sight and the sound of kind of like hot metal. I'll just kind of tug on Artyom's new coat sleeve. Mm-hmm. Duh. I point at the sparks. Either someone is welding or... Let's uh, make a move. I'll <laughs> just start running in that, well, quiet running in that direction. Your new coat is stealthy. I'm stealthy now. I'm, you don't I'm, have disadvantage anymore. I'm, I'm going to activate shard hide because I don't know what the hell's going to go down. Sure. I'm not going to activate shield of faith because it doesn't last forever. And uh, yeah, so that's a 13. Not bad. I'd like to follow and also be kind of quiet. Let's see it. I'm going to cast mage armor, but it does nothing except aesthetics at this point because my armor and cloak give me the same AC. Mm-hmm. Uh, 19 for Haruthax. Nice. So the two of you take off just a little ahead of the group, still within line of sight, but both being very quiet and in the darkness. And as you round this corner quietly, you see a pair of dwarves, one that appears to be male and one that appears to be female, uh, working at the base of this large pipe that kind of comes out the side of this building. And one of them is holding up some pieces and the other one is using what looks like a small portable engine with a hose coming off of it and holding it up to the metal. And it's just creating these almost magical sparks that are causing a line of red to seal the metal closed. I point at heart effects, I point to my eyes, point to them, and then I just kind of stop hiding, and then I walk out. I stand still and turn invisible in the darkness. Hello there. Ah! Oh. Who's there? No, nothing, just a traveler. I'm wondering what you're doing now. I'm not from this place. Oh, yeah, you don't look like you're from around here. <laughs> uh, we're repairing a hole in the side of this pipe. This keeps happening. At least it's paying the bills, but strangest thing. So uh, there's a hole in it. But there's, what, steam and things like this coming through? Ah, it's hot as hell in there. 
So when you repairs, does this mean that the hole means it doesn't have the heat going through it right now? Well, we're not comfortable or anything. It's not quite as hot as inside the pipe proper. And they're like wearing this like thick leather. We're sweating buckets, but uh, it ain't burning us. Interesting. But so you can't turn off segments or anything like this? Very small pieces, perhaps. But these run through the whole city. They're going 24-7. Duh. So whoever made this, uh, they did it while it was on. And hot and everything. Absolutely, yeah. I got a question for you. This might seem odd. Is it cut from inside? Yeah, definitely. Good to know. Weird question. The weird thing is, though, these pipes, they don't go anywhere that anyone could go. One end of them is a furnace that's burning whatever metal's going on in the industrial district, and the other end spills out in the bottom of the quarry out in the fieldlands, hmm. bottom of the deep water. Where do these holes tend to appear? Well, mostly near the outskirts of the city. Okay. I assume it's vandalism and they're using some trickery to cut it from the inside, but no one's escaping through here. Looks like he boiled like an egg. Duh, that would be ridiculous. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> he turns to look at an invisible Hurithax. Just looks like he's talking to air. Crazy. But this dwarven female's like following with her fingers and she kind of points beyond the wall of the city. Out there in the scenarial fields, there's a huge aqueduct and that's where all the pipes that go out of the city spill to. Heats the water, helps some of the farmers, but it's a long swim. Hruthax will, uh, I guess, just say from invisibility. How long does it usually take to notice the holes? Who's that? Oh, that's just a friend of mine. Creepy. (laughs) Well, this one was reported by residencies of the apartment itself, so it took us a few days to get out here. So I imagine it's been here for two or three days. And if you put the hole here, everything past it, does that cool off because the heat escapes in this hole? A little bit, but not much because it hits the next pipe not too far from here and refills. Hmm. Thank you very much for your information. You're very forthcoming with these things. This is my job. Something to do while I'm standing here holding this hunk of metal. <laughs> and the other dwarf hasn't stopped the whole time. He's got these thick goggles on. It's just... Occasionally your like, eye glances at it and it stings a little bit. Thank you again. As Artyom walks away and moves past Ruthax, Ruthax will just like start moving. So all of a sudden just kind of... <laughs> There's a dragonborn there. Disturbing. Well, that is definitely some information. It does mean that... Uh... They're not turning it off or anything like that. It's not like they're planning some kind of heist for when the pipes go dead. It seems unlikely, yes. They could reduce the temperature by creating a vent hole somewhere, but... There are definitely creatures out there that can survive the heat, but he said he was humanoid, huh? He did, yeah. Hmm. Maybe his ring of uh, protection through fire? Perhaps. That's possible. What do you think, Arvid? Arvid has... Um somehow found some garbage and already started on the robot costume um <laughs> it's like those you know the uh the duct the round uh shiny ducts for for arms like the you know what i'm talking about <laughs> like oh, yeah. yeah yeah um and like a popcorn bag on his head oh yes excellent <laughs> yep oh uh, oh what i'm <clears throat> what do you want i <laughs> i am a quadron <laughs> Artyom was staring dumbfounded. Arvid has the spell, but still just uses garbage. (laughs) I find this incredibly offensive. (laughs) Well, well, Arvid wears metal face. What do you think, Chris? The thing I can't stop thinking about right now is that fire elemental that we fought that was possessed by a demon. It probably has nothing to do with this, but these elemental creatures can be possessed. could be one of those. Yeah, but like you said, the creatures were humanoid in nature and dressed in armor. Hmm. This is not common for, for Ignean creatures, I think. Hmm. What about fire genasi? What is this? 
What what is that? Um, <gasps> oh no, like the uh, wait, that, that was an air genasi we dealt with before, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, like the air woman, the one who is uh, yes, yes, I remember. someone who's touched by uh, an ifriti or touched by the plane of fire. I don't know anything about this, but it could be a thing. Fascinating. Or Red Dragonborn. I would not be at all surprised if they just had some kind of alchemical solution that they'd figured out to make the heat not touch them or magic. It seems... Mm. I Potion, mean, ring, belt, whatever. There's there's all kinds of ways that they could be dealing with this. And this is a place full of uh, alchemical magics and things like this. And insane people. We would just need to track them back to where they got in and where they got out. <gasps> maybe, maybe there have been uh, cuts from the outside. Perhaps. I'll run back to the dwarf. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Have there been any locations where it was cut from the outside, not the inside? Not on my patrol. Duh. What about you? Uh, what up? Have you, <laughs> have you seen any instances where the cut was made from the outside instead of the inside? No, can't say that I have. Excellent. You are both fantastic. I would tip you if I believed in this. Turn <laughs> <laughs> and run back to them. No luck. Nothing from the outside, which means they have to be coming from one of the ends. Interesting. Which end do you propose we look at? More than likely, I'm thinking it is from the oven end. But you said the other one's a water, right? It spills out into the farmlands and into the bottom of an aqueduct. Gotcha. But the other side leads into literally like every furnace in all of the warehouses. They're all connected. Gotcha. We could uh, search for any kind of debris near exits because if they're destroying mechanical things, then spilling out into aqueducts. That brings up a good point, Ovid. Chris will investigate the surroundings for any traces, clues, whatever that oh, might I help Oh, I mean us. where they pour out. Well, I mean, this was cut, and okay. so there might okay. be little if, if there was an attack here, there could be traces of yeah, it still. Yeah. Yes. Sure. So this new figure shows up where these two dwarves are working, and they're like, okay, this is getting a little old. <laughs> Ooh, that is a 25. All right. Um, you find what looks like a little cleanly shorn off piece of metal with a bolt sticking out of it. Do you two belong to some kind of guild? Yeah. The metallurgist guild. All right. Well, perhaps the metallurgist guild would have a map where all of these holes have been made. Potentially, but I think at this point, it's not a good use of time for us to keep looking at holes. I think going to one of the entrances is the best bet. And I'm thinking, since the constructs that they are taking probably cannot survive the furnace of wherever they are going, I'm thinking they're probably letting out closer to the aqueduct. Hmm. That would be my first instinct. But if you have dissenting opinion, I'm ready to, to hear it. Ah, oh, sounds good. I don't mind taking a swim. Maybe not while wearing so much metal. <laughs> <laughs> Dis- so. Disrobe. Uh, Mortal Dawn heads out of the city towards the aqueduct. Is that what I'm hearing? Um, yes. Do we want to get any potions of fire resistance or anything first in case we have to follow something into the pipes? I'm sure there's a potion shop here. It's a large city. This is probably a good idea. Uh, cool. Let me pull up my magic item price list. And I'm allowed to drink them again. Finally. It'd be really bad if I couldn't. <laughs> Everyone else gets to resist. You just got a deal. <laughs> Uh, potions of resistance are a little expensive. I imagine they would be. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the ones that you can find, even just by asking around, sell for around 300 gold each. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah, they but... last a long time. Right. But... You could put it on me, and then my plan will work. This is terrible. This is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the way you're thinking. Hmm. I w- trust me, at some point or another, your disguise will be very, very useful. I just, I have so many skills, and you guys just use me for being big and strong. That is also the most useful thing you have. But I have good, I'm, I'm a person beyond that. We also <laughs> use you for dogs, we also use you for survival, we also use you for companionship. Uh, yeah, I use you for friendship. 
fist. Give me a hug. Okay. I said it first. <laughs> come here, come don't in, come in. <laughs> Fantastic. Realizing the things that are somewhat out of your budget, the Mortal Dawn heads out of the city through an open gate. There are some guards, but they don't really give you any issue. Into the scenario fields. Large industrial farmlands with like long sprinkler systems that run through everything. And you see out in the fields like some large harvesting machines on wheels. They're not very active at night, but you can obviously tell that they go and harvest grain and vegetables. Mm. Tractors are diurnal. <laughs> but, uh, I was actually going to ask, is there like smog like everywhere? Like I'm assuming it's not daylight. Near the heart of the city, there's definitely a decent amount of pollution-y type now that we're leaving the city, is this mm-hmm. like, is it starting to get to the point where I'm in sunlight? Oh, no, it's nighttime still. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Fuck me. You literally just said they're not active at night. Right. But yeah, it's much clearer and easier to breathe out here. In fact, you notice as you're leaving, there are those kind of large turbines that are built into the outside of the wall. And you think part of their purpose might be air filtration, just because as soon as you get out here, it's like a lot cleaner. Doing a quick scan. Is there anywhere that it seems likely that something could hide or live? Uh, sure. Go ahead and roll me a perception check. Okay. Not great. Uh, 13. Uh, You notice peppered throughout some of the fields far off. There are some small farmhouses, but you're guessing not that many people live out here. They probably operate the machinery and live inside of the city. Hmm. But you do notice uh, a large stone structure that sort of runs out of the town, coming right out of the wall and heads outward and roughly quarter mile from you guys opens up into what looks like a large cement basin of water, like a huge pool. And it's just kind of gently bubbling. Is this bingo then? I'm guessing this is probably the closest thing we could find that uh, something could hide or leave. You approach the cement structure and as you get next to it, it's hundreds of feet across. This is a huge body of water and you can't see the bottom of it. It's intensely deep and the water seems to be giving off a fair bit of steam. So wherever the heat from the city escapes, it kind of boils the water at a low roll. This was just a little bit cooler. Then we have hot spring. Mm. Mm. I would love that. So the water is boiling like throughout the thing. It's not mm-hmm. just not just where the steam's coming up. Yeah, it's pretty evenly heated. Okay. Well, it'll be difficult to dive down and inspect anything. The... That said, if anyone wants to roll me a survival check. Sure. Arvid and I? I can assist yeah, Arvid. Yeah, yeah, together. Yeah. This isn't so. mine, is it? Is it? Wow. Oh, it must be. Your other one's right there. Wow. No, this one's But you better. get to have advantage because Harothax is aiding you. <gasps> Guidance. And guidance, so add a d4 Whoa. on top of it. Look at this teeny synchronicity. That's a... Uh... And a d4. That's nice. uh, it's 26. 26. <laughs> That's one of your highest survival rolls yet. Mm. Um, so you and Morty and Harathax all get down and start looking at the ground, sort of surrounding this huge basin of water. Arvid, you find what looks like very heavy indented footprints that sort of lead away in sets of three or four at a time that head straight out into the fields. It looks like there are some line marks of where something very heavy would be drug several times over. I'm seeing a lead. Do you folks want to follow us or are we all going together? We can no. just have Morty uh, take a scent and see if he can find it. I'll keep on the track. And Morty's like sniffing it like crazy and he seems like aware that there are footprints here, but he doesn't smell. You can tell that he's not like following a track of any kind. Ooh, creepy. Um, you can't find it, Morty? <laughs> hmm. Uh, well, I guess it's up to my eyes then. 
And you do manage to follow this path. And it leads several miles from here, and it remains good heavy indentation. So you believe the reports of people wearing heavy armor. And it leads towards one of these far-out farmhouses in the distance with a stone wall that kind of runs around the outside of it. It looks completely abandoned. There aren't any signs of life near there. There's no lights on, and it seems in somewhat disrepair. Well, this is the end of the trail. What do you guys think? Uh, It seems this is definitely a stop. If only we knew what they could look like, then we could send you in with your little disguise. Well, these footprints, they are very indented, as though the creatures making them were either very heavy themselves or weighed down by spoils. Can you climb up and take a look? I'll give it a shot. Can you turn into something, climb up and take a look? Is that what we should want to do? I think we should save it. If it's only once per day, maybe save for if there's issues. I think it's twice. Wild shape. Oh, it's wild shape. Yeah, I was thinking like turn into a rat or something and be sneaky. I don't know if I can go that small yet. Yeah. You can be a rat. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, oh, shit. Damn. Yeah, nice. that's awesome. I could sneak in, do some spying. Do you think it's worth it? Yes, because I have one more. Well, uh, while you're deliberating this, I will have the party roll me a perception check. All right. How long does bus last? One minute? Yeah. Okay. 21. Mm-hmm. 11. 18. Less than 10. <laughs> All right. So they're deliberating this, and Artyom, you hear something just off in the distance, something that moves very slowly at first. And as you turn, you see against the night sky a sort of silhouette that looks like a just a scarecrow off in the distance, out in the field. But you realize that it was moving towards you very slowly. And as it gets closer, you realize the scale of it is intense. It isn't as far away as you thought. It's, in fact, quite large. I'd try and, like, get behind one of the walls or something like that and get a peek. Sure. So go ahead and roll me a stealth check, everybody. It's nighttime, right? Mm-hmm. If everything stands still in the dim light, I'll just turn invisible. Oh, no. Cool. My roll with advantage for being invisible. Against visual. Right. Oh, it's a new day. We need some luck. Okay. Okay, much better. 12? It was 2, but with a bit of luck, it is now 16. 21, natural 20. Ooh. Oh, sorry, 18. I don't know if that matters. 5. All right. I'm going to set up a board. Oh, snap. (laughs) So as the figure steps towards you all slowly, you realize its pace is beginning to increase as it enters this huge clockwork run at full speed towards the group, seeming to be aware of where most of you are, despite your stealthiness. And these large serrated harvesting blades slide out from inside of its massive mechanical hands and the huge garden construct attacks the mortal dawn. Let's roll initiative. Okay. Just a garden variety construct, no mm-hmm. big. Ooh, natty 20, but why do you have to be on the initiative? <laughs> All right. How did Artyom do? 16. And Arvid? Six. And we'll keep in mind that Morty's going on your turn. Uh, Harithax? I am also rocking a six. And you have the higher decks, or does Art? Uh, uh, mine's plus one. Do you know what your dex mod is? Plus. Oh, my dex is plus one as well. Okay. We have the same dex. That's all right. We'll just go alphabetical. And Chris is a 22. 22? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have our order of operations. So as the huge mechanical monstrosity comes lumbering towards the mortal dawn, Chris begins the initiative. Lumbering. So lumbering and menacing? Mm-hmm. Or just like... All of the above. Oh. Uh, well, when in doubt, release a shatter. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, which I believe, because he's made of inorganic material, he has disadvantage. Not this one the hell it's a garden <laughs> entity huh yeah. made of gardens gardens are organic well what crystalline stone things definitely have disadvantage this one in particular has advantage what oh shit why <laughs> we don't know that 
Uh, con save? Oh, um, I don't remember. Uh, it's a con save. <laughs> okay. Uh, 23. Yep. Does that beat your spell save DC? Yeah, but it still takes <laughs> 3D, half of 3D. Only indeed. just. And I gave you extra D8s just because of that. Thank you. There. Thank you. Sure. Reading dice is hard, guys. That's a seven and a three and a four for a 14. Some of the shrapnels of metal kind of shoot out from underneath this heavy sort of farmer's uniform that's oversized on top of this construct and its hat goes crooked on its head, but it continues its pursuit at full speed. Oh, this is a combat. Correct. The skill challenge thing was out, so I thought it was a skill challenge. Oh, I pushed it out of the way. <laughs> okay. I'm like sitting here thinking like, all right, here we go. I'm just going to, oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> uh, no, that does make it Art- Artyom's turn, though. I wasn't preparing for what I was going to do in a combat scenario. <laughs> um, cool. Cool beans. That's great. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pull out Gosmeriel's charge, mm-hmm. ready up a entangle, and slap that down right where he's standing. Okay. So he's going to make a dexterity saving throw. Mm-hmm. Very good. And then... Didn't roll great. Then I believe I can bonus action because I didn't cast a spell. I used an item. That's true. Yay. <laughs> I'm, I'm remembering the good, rules. Good work on the action economy, Zach. I'm proud Yay. of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I have for bonus atta- bonus actions, though. Healing word, maybe shield of faith. Uh, not getting Spiritual weapon. Spiritual weapon. Right. Thank you. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and whip out a spiritual weapon right on top of him. So first, the entanglement. Obviously, we're standing in the middle of a farmland, right? Mm-hmm. So all of these like random plants and things like that just start to grow over and on top of him. And then I'm going to have the, mm, well, it's moonlight, right? Oh, and it's all smoggy and shit. Yeah. So basically just, distance, yeah. just a shaft of moonlight bursts through the fucking clouds, shines down. And then from the ground, that circle that it hits turns into the chakram blade and it rises up. Sweet. And I just looked up entangle in case I fuck anything up and it gets strength saves from here Good. on out. Cool. So it failed the first one? It does. Yeah. It done done. <laughs> it, it done fully done. Yeah. Huge wheat and like beetroots and carrots and things like rip up from the earth and form these entangling masses that wrap around its legs, slowing it down to a stop. And it's like struggling to pull its feet off the ground. It's just held in place by all these sick beats. Mm-hmm. My little white box. It's right here. I specifically left a spiritual weapon in the box for you. So Thank I didn't you. have to fish it out. Krakow. I'm going to put it right on him. And you get to make a bonus attack. Bazangus. That's that's how he says it, right? The shelter. Is that your new trademark? Bazangus. <laughs> shelter. <laughs> Bazorncho. Uh, we've got... Uh, ooh, nice. That's a 15 plus... My, it's my spellcasting, right? Yes. Oh my, okay, yeah. So that's a 21. 21. Go ahead and roll me that damage. D8? Mm-hmm. Plus whiz. I hit him with a firm whiz. Uh, that is a eight total. Eight whiz damage. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right. You have wisdom for eight as the sun chakram appears and slices cleanly through his giant pair of overalls, revealing <laughs> some sparks and mechanical underworkings. I'm going to circle around him, kind of kite him, mm-hmm. uh, and you know go this towards you and around a bit. So I think okay. about south and west okie dokie so this creature is going to use its movement to attempt to just sort of struggle and see if it can break its way out of these magical entangling roots and that is a strength saving throw which is a 17 Uh, i think that works okay uh but it is in difficult terrain for the move so it's only going to be able to move 15 feet and that means it cannot get up to you guys and he's moving towards whom uh just the general mass of the group it looks like he's squaring up towards somewhere between harothax and arvid gotcha and with his action, his eyes flash with this kind of green light. And I need Morty, Christ, Arvid, and Harithax to roll me strength saving throws. 
I got out of the oh, way. Yeah. <laughs> Rolling for Morty. Damn. Whoo, I'm good. Ooh, Morty did real good. Mm-hmm. What a good boy. I did Ar- surprisingly well myself. Mm-hmm. Arvid failed. <laughs> okay. What are you looking at, Arvax? Uh, 17. 17. The DC is 17. Hey. Ooh. And Chris? 20. Wow, with a strength save? Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so you two and Morty are not caught in the return entanglement that this thing summons from the ground. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and these ones just seem to be more dark, deep roots, twisting browns and blacks. Arvid does, in fact, get kind of pinned to the wall with these gnarly, twisting vegetations. And that is its entire turn. It seems to be like ripping through the things with its huge scythe fingertips. Um, but has lost a lot of momentum due to that spell. Arvid, that makes it your turn. Nobody's up to him. Arvid will shout to Morty, go get him! And uh, mm-hmm. cast Fairy Fire. Sweet. And that is a deck saving throw, which it super sucks at. I got a 10. Uh, so that fails. Yeah. Uh, so it's pink. Oh, all right. Good go-to color as this thing just is wreathed in this shimmering pink flame. And you can almost see like these tribal animals like dancing through the fire like elk Aww. and bears I'm on that. almost like aurora borealis oh and morty who made a save is just gonna run at full speed at this giant bladed guy boof boof borf big bark big bite big bite of bark that's a hit for morty <laughs> Woof. Woo. i'm not used to morty doing so well mm. right right well, this thing does resist his damage as Morty leaps through the air and clings on to like the burlap sleeve of this thing's arm and just kind of dangling feet off like a pit bull on a rope. <laughs> and it's like looking down at it confused and you see sparks flying out of the arm where its teeth are burying in. It's burlap sleeve is like a bite sleeve for training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that like spinning dog ass. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing beats it. Uh, and that is a very effective turn from Arvid and that will bring us to Harthax. All right. Looking at this thing... it. Does it look armor plated or is it just like made of metal where the injuries from like the spiritual weapon and Morty's teeth have left openings? You can mm-hmm. see lots of metal underneath. There's okay. like some wood, but huge armored plates on top of that. That's why it had advantage. It's metal. Metal doesn't shatter. It's, it just says inorganic. Material. Right, right. But like it's pure metal. I, yeah. I, that makes sense. I think it says constructs have disadvantage, but oh, this yeah? could be a special construct. Yeah. Um. Herthax is going to channel a bless spell. Okay. Uh, Artem intimated that that would be a useful thing for Herthax to do. And against this big beefy thing, I'm not getting in melee with it. <laughs> so Herthax is going to, is going to channel a little bit of holy water is going to like drip. And then just this little shock wave through all the plants, which is going to and sort of settle on all of my party members. Cause at level three, I can bless everybody. Sweet. Very good. So long as they're within 30 feet, and I think they're all still within 30 feet of me. From you, yes. Yeah. So we get an extra, what? A Ex- D4 to attack and saving throws. Yeah. Awesome. Which will help against the entangle and anything else like that. And would you like to do anything else? Uh, I'm going to jump over on the other side of this little wall. Okay. How high is the wall? About four feet. Okay, so yeah. just roll me an easy athletics, like very low DC. All right. <laughs> what? I pass my strength save and I fail this. Let's <laughs> keep it on the table. No, this is uh, 18. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you slither over. Yep. So I become visible as I move, but I probably became visible when I uh, cast a spell anyway. And I'm going to move towards this house. Okay. I don't trust reinforcements. So I'm come busting out this house. Earth X is going to be like, nope, 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 nope. All right. That brings us to the top of the initiative with Chris. Hmm. Okay. Fuck him up, dog. Oh, okay. That's Morty. <laughs> <laughs> so Arvid is still entangled? Correct. 
Am I getting any kind of other magical senses from this being? Um, he is definitely uh, some kind of magical construct. So there's magic fueling him. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try it and see what happens. I bet it won't do anything, but fuck it. I'm going to twin cast Dispel Magic, getting rid of the Entangle on Arvid and dispelling him. I don't know if it's going to do anything, but we'll see. Okay. I like it. Uh, so go ahead and roll me a d20 and add your spellcasting bonus. Which I think is a seven. Mm-hmm. Do I also add the, the four from it's the It's technically an ability check, so yes. Right, Bless does ability checks? No, that's guidance. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I misquoted think, myself. I, I think okay. it's just attacks and saves. Well, let's see. 16 plus 7. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 24 that's total. Very good. Um, the entangle immediately vanishes, sucks back into the earth. Arvid is completely unrestrained. And this thing, it looks like it slows down slightly, like its internal engine is starting to weaken, and it's moving in a very sluggish speed. Um, but it does not seem to be completely deactivated. But somewhat vulnerable. Cool. RTM. This thing has fairy fire in it, right? Yes, correct. Juicy. I'm going to hit it with Scorching Ray. Ooh, nice. All three, and all three of them get blessed, right? And advantage, yes. And advantage. So <laughs> this is, damn. I think this is going to be fun. So, so yeah. as far don't, as Scorching Rays miss. go, the odds are in your favor. Yes. That is a terrible, terrible roll, but is still a 15. It does not hit. does not hit. Um, Actually, I, it does hit. Um, he is lowered in armor class now that he's been dispelled. Oh, cool. Oh, it did something. Well, I'm basically <laughs> making it so he's slowed, which gives you a minus two to your armor class, which means his armor class is now 15. Oh, those are both cocked eyes. I they got think. stuck in the thing. I'm just going to roll over here. I'm going to take that 18 and not the one. <laughs> um, so that's a lot. Yeah, that's another hit. <laughs> and then the last one is uh, 15 plus a lot. So Okay, so three hits from Scorching Ray. And that's what? 1d6? Uh, each one is 2d6. Oh, fuck. <laughs> plus uh, mods just, or just flat okay so we've got uh, seven mm-hmm. plus five plus five excellent so three pure red beams strike into this thing burning it away and you can see the metal starting to melt underneath its clothing and steam's now starting to pour out of the pipes that connect to its joints and you also get to attack with your spiritual weapon yeah Ooh. baby um so let's do that whole thing Kajam. That's uh, 17 plus 4 plus 5 plus 6. So. All right. <clears throat> D8. Mm-hmm. 8 wow. plus my wisdom, so 11. Very good. So, Jeez. yeah, three big blasts to the front, and then from behind it, this blade just chops like the top of its head off, and its hat kind of goes drifting to the ground, and you see sparks <laughs> shooting out where there would be a human brain in a living creature. It's going to move very sluggishly. Uh, it only gets one attack because it's slowed, which is good for you guys. So it's going to close the gap and choose. It's going to hit. Is it still in difficult terrain because of the entangle that Arvid? Or uh, that's only a 20-foot area, so it's just now leaving it. Okay. But it does cinematically like rip through the last of the vines. Morty's still just dangling at his arm. And it's going to make a big old attack at Christ. Oh, no. That is a 25 to hit. Oh, God. Uh, okay. Oh, okay, bring it. <laughs> I like that energy. I forgot. The, 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 sudden, I for- the sudden confidence is I inspiring. Forgot. Bring it. Right? Uh, you take 25 points of slashing damage from its massive scythe blades. Oh. Does that instantly glib you? No, it brings me down to one. <laughs> one? Basically. It brings me down to one. Beans. All right. I kind of wish it did that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't keep track of what your max HP is. <laughs> okay, I'm down to one HP. Speaking of which, Arvid, you are now in base-to-base contact with the construct. I'm going to fuck him up. And as you do that, I will roll for Morty, who's still oh, just wait, chomping it, and clinging. Oh, wait, it's clean. not my turn yet, is it? Was it yeah. just his turn? He then just he went. Chris. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. 
No. Morty, Morty does not hurt. Okay. Morty has advantage. Morty has advantage. Yeah. For multiple reasons. Fairy fire. That hits. All right. Nice. Good dog. Good calling the fucking fairy fire. Yay. All right. More sparks fly out of its arm. And it looks like the shoulder is like starting to detach where Morty's weight is just hanging down against it. And please, uh, by all means. Arvid will. My whole plan was going to be to charge him, but he got to me first. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just re- re-establishing. It's probably just swing at him with the parody. Sounds good. Also shouting, who do you work for? And <laughs> <All right. laughs> I like it. Who do you work for? <laughs> Smash. And that's, this die is being very mean to me. And you, I'm getting I'm advantage. 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 And you're blessed. And Don't forget you're blessed. So is Morty, but he didn't need it. Oh, that's right. But that is a 20 on the dice if ever I did see one. What? Hooray. So you're going to deal me 2d10 plus 2d4. <laughs> Jesus. Whoop its ass. <laughs> Three and uh, six and six. So 15 plus five is a solid 20 slashing damage, some of which is necrotic and or radiant of your choice. Um, let's say necrotic this time. Cool. And with a clean carve, you chop off one of its arms and just sparks and oil start to like trickle out of it. And this thing's like lumbering, like it's about to fall over backwards. Hyrothax, that makes it your turn. Its arm falls to the ground? Yes. Is there like a, a resonant like thung when it hits the ground? Certainly. Cool. I turn that into a told, told the dead. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm going to utilize that. It needs to make a wisdom save. Okay. Finish it, Hyrothax. Yeah. Wisdom save. Wow, this thing actually has an incredible wisdom save. Well, that's annoying. Oh, cool. And it has advantage versus spells. That's rad. I, I gathered that about it. I thought that was two ones for a second, but it's a 10 and a one, so 19. 19? This thing has a plus nine to wisdom save. Nine! Plus nine? It has a 21 <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> well, fuck me, I guess. It passes. It's a believe very it, druidic construct. Believe it or not, it passes that save. Yikes. I'm just going to put my D12s back down, and uh, I guess that's going to end my turn. And that brings us to Christ. Well, I'm in a kind of fuck it mood. So I'm going to roll. trying to fuck this construct. <laughs> but it's I like Christ. It. He doesn't discriminate. <laughs> so I don't have a coin. So I'm going to roll this D8. Uh, I will say an evens is a heads and an odd is a tails. I'm going to use the pressing faces. Oh, shit. Either way, I win. Would I say even is heads? Oh, Mm -hmm. then I heal 44 plus 4. Fantastic. (laughs) You wouldn't mind rolling that for me? Not at all. Bold. Ugh. So as this huge lumbering construct like bears down on you, you just dexterously flip a coin out of your pocket and Mm -hmm. catch it midair, slap it on your palm, and... You look through the universe for just a split second. The stars come tearing past you. Oh, I love it. Oh, I'm so happy. Uh, and you heal yourself for 16 hit points. Ah, oh, thank you. And a soft whispering voice seems to echo on the wind. Well done. Oh, I'm so happy. Um, and then now, so that was my full action. And then a bonus action would be to do what? I don't know what you have for bonus actions. Uh, I think a lot of my bonus actions, I think, are just reactive things. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I can move or else he can attack me, right? Yep, right. That's true. Well, I just said pretty. <laughs> that makes it Artyom's turn. Awesome. I'm going to move the uh, spiritual weapon right up on him. The weapon. 
And then I'm going to kind of run forward. I'm going to do kind of a jump and then leaping hurl of my uh, Gosmerial spear right at him. That sounds really cool. Um, so first we'll do the spear and then we'll do the other one. So that's big rolls for this bad boy. 19 plus 3 plus a bunch. Yes, sir. Um, so let's do the damage on that so I don't, might not need the spiritual weapon, mm -hmm. which for this is a D6 plus D4. And the dex mod. And the dex mod. And uh, bless doesn't add damage, right? Okay. 9 plus dex mod, which is 12. Hell yeah. And as the spear passes through its torso, it seems to elongate. Like for a moment, it's both in your hand and all the way through it. And then it seems to leave your hand and catch up with itself. And these thorns just shoot out of it in every direction and almost like a minor explosion for just a brief flash of an eye. And as yes. they pull back in, smoke and fire start billowing out of all these wounds as this beast begins to topple down and land in the conquered position. <sighs> all right. What the bloody hell? <laughs> just happened well it looks like the mortal dawn are starting to follow the breadcrumbs to their final goal the towerborn are trapped in a magical dimension where time moves really fast and the poor unfortunate members of daxton's death machine have been split up in a quartz labyrinth i gotta say splitting the party is near the top of my list of dungeon dipshittery your team is like a bundle of sticks one by one you're easy to snap grouped up well um well, you can still snap my guess, but the DC's higher, and yeah, you'll probably get more splinters or something. And the four of them have been separated into two groups of two. Who knows if they'll make it out to be whole again? Reminds me of the Great Warrior, General Dragnir, aka the Burning Farmhouse. If we die on this battlefield, it will be our most important task to take enough with us as to befuddle the historians to the degree of our failure. When your back's against the wall, you got a whole lot of bricks within reach. You go out with a bang. Well, knowing this team's tenacity and survivability, I'm sure the bricks will be airborne in no time. Scare. Go the boys with me up at Capaccio. Lemonvin. Uh, maybe toss some squash up in there. Uh, Storm? Uh, what? Oh, yeah. Uh, you said it, Kip. This wagon's on a one-way trip to Action Town, and these horses won't stop for nothing. Right till you die. Oh, uh, what? I mean, uh, let's go take a look at some of those great commercials, huh? <laughs> I bet we got some good sponsors this week. Well, that's a great idea, Storm. Stay tuned. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. 
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, all you cuties. It's Zach here, coming at you live with another mid-roll. Yet another mid-roll. I am way too excited right now because I'm leaving for Japan in four days, and I'm just I'm just buzzing. I'm vibrating. Uh, but that means that there might be some weird technical issues. There might be some strange problems. Something might not get released. That might happen. And uh, hopefully you guys can forgive us if it does. While I am gone, Law will be reading the mid-rolls, and hopefully everybody will uh, have the episodes on time and everything will be great. But no doubt you guys will show your support like you always do and like you continue to do on Patreon. We have a fantastic fan base that just keeps growing, and I want to thank all of you so much for all of your care and help. And I want to take a moment and thank our newest pledges. We have Berto, who has joined us. Thank you so much, Berto. And uh, Frederick Erickson actually upped their pledge to $3 to get that sweet, sweet reward stuff. I also, as always, want to thank our legendary team, Jeff Ammons, Dave Mladenov, and Isaac Davies. You guys are the best in the entire freaking world. Uh, Everybody's support is just so exciting and so good. Uh, I don't even know how to handle it. For the freshest new news, however, we actually have an upcoming potential partnership, eventual sponsorship kind of thing. I'm not sure exactly what our plan is for that, but uh, we should be implementing it by next episode. So yeah, you might be hearing some some cool stuff on the air. If y'all have any questions, comments, or concerns about the uh, possibility of us having sponsorships, please just shoot us an email at admin at slapdashstudios.com or reach out to us on Twitter or something like that. We'll be happy to talk to you. Um, additionally, I want to ask you guys to do a big push for us. We have been in a bit of a plateau with our listenership lately, and we could really use a little bit of your help. If you guys like our stuff, if you find it interesting and exciting, go ahead and share it with somebody directly. I'm not talking on Facebook or Twitter. I mean, actually reaching out to somebody in their DMs and being like, listen to this. It's worth it. That's honestly one of the best ways to get us some more listenership, and it really does matter. Um, I hope we can keep growing and questing together, and in the meantime, I'm just going to get out of your hair so you can get back to the episode. Whew, it's been a long road. Tomorrow we reach Midras. Kerwick, bust out the rations. I'm starving. Hmm, let's see here. We've got uh, two salted sardines, um, a chunk of dried flatbread, Half-eaten squirrel sausage, and oh, hey, what looks like blue cheese. Oh, no, wait, it's just really, really old brie. You call yourself a hero, but this is how you grub down? That's just sad. Should have picked up a few cans of critical grits. Crack the lid and stuff your face with well-balanced meals preserved for long stretches of travel. Rogue's rations on the lamb. Braised lamb with sweet potatoes and grilled onions. Fighter's feast, flank and mince. Mint squash with flank steak and herb gravy. Warlock spread, blood and shadow. Blood sausage, forbidden black rice, and smoky gorgonzola. Or vegan druid's delight, the garlic grove. Rice, red onions, cherry tomatoes, wrapped in grape leaves with garlic sauce and a radish salad. Hard tack, that's a hard pass. Don't disrespect your stomach, eat your rations in fashion with Critical Grits. Critical Grits. Mortal Dawn is standing outside of an abandoned farmhouse just on the outskirts of Andmar, and there is a fallen over construct just pouring fire and smoke into the air as it slowly begins to melt and crack to pieces. I hope this was justified and we didn't just murder somebody's gardener.
I think it would have murdered us if we hadn't killed it first. Da. It could conceivably be a scarecrow. Like if I was a crow, I'd be fucking scared of that. Like <laughs> 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 that's good. I think it's a scared dragonborn. If I'm being honest. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, but um, I'm just. How did it know here? Like, hmm. I'm guessing it has some pretty good eyes. Remember it had the yes. uh, the eye crazy eyes. Yes. I yes. Don't know. Crazy Ines. <laughs> it sounds like a person. Oh, you know, old Crazy Ines. a really weird accent for a strange butthole. Yeah. <laughs> crazy Ines. I think we should probably get inside of this house quickly, just in case there's more of these. Yeah, if there's a window on the side that I'm on, I'm going to peek through that right away. Sure. <laughs> just presses his nose right up against the window. <laughs> my... Well, anyone inside would definitely an, be aware I'm of I'm an alligator, too, so my nose is like a foot in front of my actual <laughs> eyeballs. <laughs> you, you put your face down and just put your eyeballs. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> like, there's, a, there's a hole in the window, so my nose just goes all the way through it, and then my eyes are at the window. <laughs> Adorable. Uh, the inside of this cottage, you can tell from either the window or the door, is completely empty. And not just, like, hasn't had anyone in it for a long time, but, like, dusted down to the cracks, completely empty. Okay. Spotless. I'm going to try and not say something about me being dusted down to the cracks, but... <laughs> Crazy anus. Crazy anus. <laughs> well, I don't think it's rude to just walk in. I'm just going to open the door. Mm-hmm. Do the tracks lead up to this house? They do. Okay. Do they go inside of it? Does it look like like right up the stairs? Uh, they stop at the stairs. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, <sighs> Chris will take a breather and just. I don't know. Yeah, we could take a short rest. I could. <sighs> I mean, once we're inside, there's really no reason not to. Yeah. Yes. You don't notice any more of these big constructs moving around. Any other farm equipment you can make out from here is pretty far off and appears to be stationary. Let's all catch a breath. And uh, maybe while they're doing that, since I really don't need one, mm -hmm. I'll just, I literally can't do anything with the short rest, so I'll just go search. Okay. Uh, so if you want to spend some hit dice to recover your hit points, you can totally do that. Okay. Um, you just have a number of d6 equal to your level each day you can burn. Okay. I, I've actually never used those die, so I can use as many as I want. Or you have just... up to seven, but then you don't get any more till the next full rest. Okay. Cool. Technically two. Get your channel divinity back on a short rest. Oh, I didn't use it. Yeah, I know. I didn't know you get the back of a short rest. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Channel Divinity short Holy rest. shit! Mm -hmm. Are you serious? Like, mm -hmm. oh, fuck me. Oh, that's <laughs> gonna, that's a game changer. Said it once and I'll say it a hundred times. Clerics are busted. <laughs> 42 episodes. Zach learns he gets it back on a short rest. Look at A. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I seriously right, thought it was long rest. And you also get a short rest. Yeah, I get uh, my spell slot back. On that note, uh, Druid doesn't get anything for short rest. Do you? I think you get Wild Shape. I think back. Wild Shape is a circle of the moon. Yeah, if you okay. become circle of the but moon, I they come back on a short rest. Or all of them. use it. So, right. No, you were about to, and then this thing attacked. You got okay. interrupted. So we're going to do searches, I guess. Yeah. Go ahead and roll me a perception or investigation, ideally. Oh, it's at the beginning of the thing. I'm assuming I'm still blessed? Uh, oh, wait. Doesn't that doesn't affect the ah, just skills. Ah, fuck yeah. me. Somebody okay. guide so some so guidance. I'm aiding uh, you. I'll sure. cast guidance on myself, and then you're going to help? Yeah. Right. What would that mean? Uh, so you're going to roll investigate, but you're going to have advantage and a dextra d4. Tender. Okay. Uh, glad I didn't get the one. Instead, it's a 17 plus uh, nice. three. That's damn fine. Oh, yeah. 17 plus three. Uh, you do a very thorough investigation of this place and you realize that several of the floorboards near the center all kind of stop at the same point before they continue off, making it very clear that this is some sort of trap door. 
but not like a lifty droppy trap door. It just sort of seems to be like half a centimeter lower than the rest of the floor. So there might be some kind of mechanism to activate it. Cool. And while I'm looking for that, I'm just going to say that was an excellent use of bliss and fairy fire. Without that, we wouldn't have taken care of it that quickly. Thanks. And we didn't even plan it like we said we were. Well, we have not. That was a surprise. We have not gotten anything but surprises. But yeah, thank you. <laughs> that, um, is there any kind of like loose stones or anything like that or or buttons or the apartment seems to be pretty well stripped down to the nothingness. Um, so at a certain point after I get a little frustrated and towards the end of the short rest, I'm just going to get nice and close, real tight on the thing mm-hmm. and put my face on the planks and go open. <laughs> do it. <laughs> you do realize that as you're like squarely on top of it and all of your weight is being put down, like it slides down just like a teensy bit. <gasps> Oh, 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 uh, Arvid, grab the big thing. Grab the construct. See if we can pull it in here. Okay. And as you're like down on the ground getting excited, Morty's like jumping right next to you, like, <laughs> like looking for what you're looking at, and it sinks down just like a little bit more. Da, da, da. It's, it's pressure sensitive. We get everybody and probably that thing on top of it, then it goes. The tracks, they were very deep tracks. I'm thinking whatever does this is constructs, big metal things, and that's why it sinks. <laughs> Should we see if we need, um, if we can do it with our own way before we bring the construct? Oh, I guess. I was all excited. Um, I'll just get everybody on it. Sure. Uh, and with the help of both Arvid and Morty, who weigh close to 300 pounds each, there is in fact a give as this thing starts to slowly descend. And it's operating very smoothly. It's not like old farmhouse wood. Mm. This is like refined, polished. And <laughs> This ain't old farmhouse wood. No. Uh, and as it starts to descend, you suddenly see lots of metal around on all of the walls. As it's entering down a tube, it almost makes you feel a little bit like that elevator did that you were on in the tower, but it's moving much more slowly. That is until it starts moving incredibly fast. And I need everyone to make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, oh no. <laughs> the idea that like without the hearth slab, Ar- Arvid wouldn't have been heavy enough, but that extra 30 pounds of slab just... <laughs> also, I love Ooh, the term yeah. old farmhouse wood for like... <laughs> I, my brain's just running with euphemisms right now. <laughs> right. What can I say was it? A dexterity saving throw. So that puts me at a 17. 17? 21. 21. 16. 16. 21. Wows, guys. Fucking A. (laughs) Even Morty didn't do too bad, um, but he didn't make the save. (laughs) Oh, poor baby. (laughs) So you guys begin plummeting at an incredible speed, and even like a few sparks begin to shear up against the inside of this metal cavity that you're sliding down through. And you're not sure what's controlling this. You don't feel any like mechanisms underneath. It's just gravity dropping you. And Morty like gets down even lower than he usually is to the floor and is basically like laying down as his like jowls are flapping and his tongue is <laughs> pressed down next to him. And there's a sudden impact and you all kind of grab the walls and catch yourselves before you get flung upward and then land horribly hard on the ground. Morty, in fact, kind of does a little flip in the air and lands belly up. And then suddenly there's a sign of a steamy a magnet clicks into place. And lights begin to choo, 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 light up a metallic hallway that leads deeper into the ground. And as the lights continue down the hallway, you can see that it goes for quite some distance. Well, no choice but to go forward. I mean, we could try to go back up. Hmm. <laughs> I wish I'd left my rope at the top. That would have been a thoughtful thing to do. So, do you want to take the front? Should Morty take the front? Or should I? Um, I could take. Done. But now might be a good time for your disguise. Oh, what should I disguise as? It's a problem. We don't know what the we don't know what's done here. Even if it is a construct of some sort, that would be expected. How big was the gardener? Oh, that thing, uh, probably like eleven feet tall, six feet wide. 
can't do it. As you're kind of standing there, you realize that some of you feel like you're moving strangely as you step off of the platform. Something about the magnetism that was at play there. You feel like your armor is getting like pulled down to the ground very hard. Whereas while you were on the platform, it felt like it was like picking you up. Mm. Like your weapons were slowly like floating and lifting upward off of your belt. And as soon as you step off, they drop back down to the ground. Interesting. Maybe if you take your wild shape for Rem, we're in the hallway. Anything comes out to get us, you just go ahead and put the ship there. I think I can do that in my current form. Duh, you're probably right. <laughs> Just an idea. Okay, you take... become something with dark vision, maybe, or not dark vision, low light vision, whatever. Maybe you take front, I go behind, mm-hmm. or I go next, and then maybe more ring up rear. He had a hard time in the elevator. Yeah. Okay. Marching order. Cool. And as you begin to form your marching order from way, way, way up in the cavity that you slid down, you just hear what sounds like something shutting very hard. Way up in the cavity? <laughs> Come on, buddy. With the... <laughs> I'm like eight. With... <laughs> With the finger pointed straight up to Lava's doing a hand motion. Way, way up the bucket. Just way up there. <laughs> Jesus. Well. Oh, boy. Okay, so from way up the capital, we, were... <laughs> we hear the clickings. <laughs> Something heavy closes like a door, but you look up and you can still see the light from above. Mm. So it was not the door that you came in. Oh, but that does mean that somebody probably just got home. Potentially. I doubt they're going to want to come all the way down that shaft. They might have a button or something that releases it. Okay, maybe we move forward pretty quickly. Yeah. All right. And you continue onward and the echoing of the heavy boots on this metal, it's like riveted, you know, like uh, industrial kitchen rivets has little indents everywhere. Mm. And it echoes all the way down with every footstep. (sighs) Any change of scenery? After you go down the hallway about 100 feet, you come to a metal door that looks like it pulls open. requires a fair bit of strength from the design of it. It's all brightly lit down here, too. Mm -hmm. There's, like, lights that are built in flush with the wall. They kind of emanate out of small panes of glass. As we walk through, I would like to just try to see if there's any other magical sense. I doubt there is, but but it's a new space. So just in case. This is perfect. Please do. So is that an arcana? Yes, or? please. Okay. Please be good. It's a, that's an 18. 18. Yes. All right. So you take a moment to tune in with the magic. You get like a little bit coming from the lights. They're probably fueled by some sort of minor arcana. The regular magic items you pick up off all your friends, which you're starting to like just innately become attuned with. Arvid's powerful axe and then... Harithax's strange hand and staff and Artyom's spear. And as you tune in with the magic around you, feeling for what is always there, you realize there's an absence. Reginald 419 is gone. Well, it looks like the Mortal Dawn are out of the high-tech frying pan and into the angry mechanical fire. I can't wait to see what kinds of trouble they get into next week and find out more about their mysterious top-secret quest. If we found out, it wouldn't be top secret anymore. What's the fun in that? Oh, you all right there, pal? Get what the hell kind of kitchen are they build in this place? I've been asking for some real specific dishes all day, and they keep cranking them out one after another. I stopped being hungry four to five plates ago. I mean, braised camel ribs, Red Island cassava fries, Dornish stroop waffles, and even that weird cheese that maggots help ferment. I, I, I can't stump these guys. Well, that's fascinating for sure, Storm, but why'd you eat it all? (laughs) Have you ever had Dornish Strip Waffle Skip? It's not a if-you're-hungry kind of food. It's a hard yes every time. I'll take your word for it. And speaking of being stumped, we'll see how the last few pieces of the puzzle fit together for the Mortal Dawn as they seek the truth and will most likely find more than they bargained for. 
next week on the League of Ultimate Questing. And we would keep him safe. We failed. Maybe him. he's just stuck safe. on the magnet back there, like help, help, uh, help, help. Oh, okay. Balls. Well, let's do the outro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all you cuties! Thanks for listening to the League of Ultimate Questing. I'd like to go around the table now. My name is Sam, and I'm playing Arvid. My name is Michael. I play her Ruth X. My name is Alante, and I play Chris Zagrand. I'm Zach, and I play Artyom, the giant fucking failure who failed to protect one little metal man. I, I'm also the tech director and sometimes editor. Uh, my name is Law. I'm the dungeon master. I'm the asshole that causes these heartstring tugs. <laughs> and I am the creative director of Slapdash Studios. All right. So that's our glorious team. Uh, just want to let you guys know that new episodes go live every Monday, and bonus content goes up on social media every Friday. On Twitter and Instagram, we're Slap the Dash and Slapdash Studios on Facebook. You can go to slapdashstudios.com to find links to all of these and to our Patreon. Your support keeps us going. It's, uh, you know, that It's whole... literally the only reason I wake up. <laughs> Your support. If I you mean... stop Patreon, I will just die. <laughs> we also just like you guys and too, like the listens and you. Poor Stephanie. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, so thanks to viewers like you. Um. <laughs> Thanks to viewers like Zach's girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, She's amazing. Her support helps us make new <laughs> episodes and maintain our web presence and equipment. She also brings cookies half the time. It's delightful. I'd also like to take a moment to thank Tori Christensen for being our pretty much full time editor right now. She's the best. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tori. Notorious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think she, I hope she likes Notorious. <laughs> she gets it either way. <laughs> it's better than if we say something about wigs and Tories, because that's a bad connotation. Sure. Uh, um, so yeah, uh, if you're helping, if you're if you're supporting us on Patreon, you get access to magic items, character sheets, maps, and bonus episodes. To clarify, you don't actually get access to magic items. You get <laughs> you get to see the magic items Law made. We do not have access to magical trinkets and artifacts. But I want someday magic swan. I'm working on it. Yeah, that's yeah. actually that's our first merch that's planned. It's just it's give people wrong. magic. Yeah. <laughs> but even then. It's going to be a kind of like, you know, hey, come this way. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it on the hush hush. Yeah. Want to buy a ring of protection? <laughs> so uh, we also post photos, at lore, and news on the website. Uh, Zach and Law also make a D20 Questions uh, podcast where they get, it says here, they get their drink and geek on with people in the gaming industry. It says here that they get their drink and geek on? I'm just that saying, can't like, be right. I, I was a... <laughs> that can't be right. Not no, you're doing, you're doing so not good. Both. I love this. I was going to just read it, and then it said that, and I was like, I would never say that. I can't pretend. <laughs> I will not lie to our audience. My script isn't good enough for you. Um, I thought this was a better script. <laughs> People, they uh, they do this with people in the gaming industry or friends or just themselves. I actually haven't listened to it yet, but I really want to because every time I've seen anything of the sort between these folks, um, it's always hilarious. Please share with your friends. Growth is uh, very important to us at this stage. Um, so shares and reviews are kind of like 
real big for us, but specifically, specifically, if you can get more people to listen, you know, tell, tell everyone, tell everyone. And until next time, we wish you luck. Yeah. That was a fun one.